Welcome to Things Leaders Do, the podcast that uncovers the secrets of becoming an extraordinary leader. If you're a leader who's constantly seeking growth, inspiration, and tangible ways to level up your leadership, then you've come to the right place. Remember, the world needs exceptional leaders, and that leader is you. Now, here's your host, Colby Morris. Welcome back, leaders, to the TLD Podcast. This is your host, Colby. I got to say, I've been amazed at how many of you are visiting me on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Just want to say thank you to everyone who's been coming out there uh, to to LinkedIn land to to message me, uh, connect, and ask me different questions about everything. Uh, And that's actually where today's topic came from. And I just want to say thank you to that person. Uh, if they will allow me to uh, give them kudos, uh, I will mention on the next podcast. But uh, this person uh, is having some issues. They're a new leader. And they said, Colby, I'm having a hard time with these hard conversations. Well, I can tell you, you are not alone. I mean, difficult conversations are difficult for leaders at a lot of levels, but especially as a new leader. I mean, especially if you're recently promoted, you may be, you know, a part of that group that you're now uh, having to hold accountable, which is a whole host of other issues. But today we're going to look at just how to have difficult conversations for new leaders. So. Let me lay the groundwork by just defining difficult conversations and the significance for the new leaders. I would define difficult conversations as these are discussions that involve disagreement, tension, or sensitive topics, particularly uh, relevant for new leaders navigating some, well, rather unfamiliar territory. For new leaders, this may include things such as addressing performance concerns or uh, managing interpersonal conflicts within the team. See, as a leader, you play this critical role in addressing and resolving difficult conversations, and that's to establish trust and credibility with your team. But that's really a little bit of cart before the horse, though. You must establish trust before you have any credibility with your teams to begin with. You're thinking, Colby, how do I do that? I'm new. Well, if you are a new leader, I'm going to encourage you to start doing your one-on-ones with your teams immediately and do them weekly. Yes, weekly. It's going to be an investment of time on your part, but your team needs to get to know you. They need to build that trust with you. They need to know who you are. If you're a person of integrity, how you plan to lead, they need to get to know your heart. And by establishing that relationship early, you are in more of a position to to really speak truth to them and, and have them hear you because of the trust they have in you. Does that make sense? Now, there are a few common barriers that new leaders are going to face in in effectively communicating during difficult conversations. 
And that's because of lack of experience or just fear of confrontation, or maybe even just uncertainty about your leadership style. You're not sure how you want to lead in these situations. Well, here are some tips that's going to help you navigate these conversations and hopefully come out looking like a seasoned pro. Well, the seasoned pros that are good at addressing these things. All right. First thing I want you to do is to be proactive. I want you to create a, a methodology, a, a plan of approach for addressing disagreements and arguments before they even start. What does that mean? This is a plan that you're going to develop either with your team or you can make it, uh, but I would suggest you get with your team. But this is a well thought out plan that everyone on the team can agree is fair. This is how you are going to address things. And so you roll this out to the team. You're like, hey, for now on, when we have disagreements, we have arguments, this is what we've all agreed upon as to how we're going to work this out. This is what everyone said, and everyone's in agreement with it. There are certain things that you may have to step into at some point, but everyone knows how this is going to to play out as far as the process. And everyone has agreed that it's fair, so you have a much better chance at a much better outcome. All right, the second piece is that If you're going to have that difficult one-on-one conversation, you as the leader, I want you to prepare for the conversation. I don't mean sit and worry and have all the different ideas about what they're going to say or who's going to yell or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, I want you to, to make sure that a, you understand the situation completely, that you have all the information. Okay, there's nothing worse than trying to hold somebody accountable and they tell you a piece of information that you didn't even know because you didn't look into it deep enough. Okay, so make sure you understand it completely and then B, write down all the key points that you want to cover in the conversation. Look, you're going to get nervous. In your first few 100, 1,000 difficult conversations, you're going to get nervous. There are going to be things that you just flat out forget to talk about. So take a piece of paper, take a note card or whatever, and write down the key points that you want to cover in that conversation. Now, I know you're going to feel a little awkward because it feels like you're using some sort of cheat sheet. Well, you're not in Miss Stanley's eighth grade math class anymore. Okay. Be honest about it with the person you're talking to. Okay. Say something like, Hey, I want to have a, a fair conversation with you. And, and and by the way, that's a great lead in to have these difficult conversations is to call it a fair conversation, but I digress. Let's go through it again. All right. Say something like, Hey, I want to have a fair conversation with you about your attendance. Look, I'm, I'm still learning to be a good leader. So uh, I wrote some notes on this card to make sure I covered it all correctly. And then just talk. Believe me, they'll respect you for it. They love the fact that they have a leader who's trying to be a good leader, do it well. And so the fact that you wrote something down will mean absolutely nothing. All right. Another tool you can use to help you communicate is the SBI 
feedback model. Okay, that stands for situation, behavior, impact. This is just a great way to state the facts and make it non-emotional. You can say something uh, to someone and lay it out this way. It would sound something like this. David, I saw when you came through that door today after lunch, you bumped shoulders with Elizabeth and just kept walking. This upset Elizabeth, hurt her a little bit, and most of all, it was upsetting to her. Now, I used the SBI model. Okay, the situation, David, I saw you come through the door today and you bump shoulders with Elizabeth. Okay, that's the S. The B was B, behavior. And you just kept walking. You didn't address it. You didn't say, I'm sorry, anything. Okay, and the impact was you hurt Elizabeth a little bit. And most of all, it was upsetting to her. These are all things that I observed, SBI. There's nothing emotional in this. There's no accusations. Hey, David, I saw you come through the door today. You just were being a jerk and you ran into Elizabeth. You hurt her and I, you probably meant to do it. That's, that's ridiculous. SBI keeps it factual and non-emotional and makes the, the person I'm talking through, in this case, David, if I'm talking to him, he can hear it in a non-emotional way because it's just facts. Now, that doesn't mean he won't get mad or get embarrassed or whatever, but I have to present it in a non-emotional way. Now, I want you to make sure you stick to the point. Okay? What do I mean by that? Well, if you haven't experienced it yet, you will. Often, very often, employees will or even other leaders, will try to shift the blame. They'll say something like, well, take David in this instance, the guy we just talked to. He'd say something like, well, last week, Tim was cursing in the office because he was mad at a customer. Did you talk to him? What in the world does that have to do with the situation between he and Elizabeth? Absolutely nothing. Okay, so you have to stick to the point and say something like, David, look, I, I realize you're you're probably upset about this. And I'm talking about what happened with you and Elizabeth right now. I'm not talking about anything that happened with Tim. And I certainly couldn't discuss anything I may have said to Tim if I were aware of it, just as I'm not going to talk to anybody else about the conversation that you and I are having. Okay, this conversation is just between me and you about what happened with Elizabeth. Okay, I didn't raise my voice. I didn't call him a liar. I, all those emotional things. All I did was stick to the point and bring him back to it. Okay, I had to dispel a little bit of his belief, you know, that I would some for some reason tell him about what I told Tim. That's not going to happen. Just like I'm not going to tell anybody what I said to him. Okay. Now, most leaders and especially the new leaders uh, would make it through these tough conversations and just leave it there. Okay. They would just let it float around there and pretend accountability land. Okay. The better leaders do this and I want you to do it also. Set a day and time to follow up. Okay, multiple times even if it's needed. But you need to follow up with the person that you're having that difficult conversation with. 
Maybe it's another difficult conversation. Maybe it's just following up to see how they're doing after you talk. So in this case, I'd set a time and uh, a date to talk to David and say, hey, just wanted to follow up with you about our conversation the other day. You know, did, did you have some time to process it? Uh, have you had a chance to talk to Elizabeth? And see what happens. Maybe he's too embarrassed to tell Elizabeth. Maybe you need to uh, let him know that that would be the right thing to do. Okay? But make sure you set up a time and a date to follow up with that person. This really stresses the the importance of the conversation. And it really lets the person know how you plan to lead, which is the whole point. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, if you're a new leader, seasoned leader, I just, I'm glad you're here. If you would uh, share what you're listening to, take a screenshot of this, uh, send it to a friend or uh, put it on your social media, whatever it is. Also, I still have that uh, questionnaire up on the page. If you go to the show notes, it's there. Just click on that. Go to that that survey real quick, easy. Thank you for everyone who's been filling that out. I've got a great idea of who my audience is, and that's the whole point. Just make sure I'm being real, being authentic, and being a person of value to those who listen. So thank you again, everyone. I can't wait uh, to see who wins the Super Bowl. And we'll talk about that next week, but go out there, have some difficult conversations, do it well and work on it. Why? Because those are the things that leaders do. Thank you for listening to Things Leaders Do. If you're looking for more tips on how to be a better leader, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and listen to next week's episode. Until next time, keep working on being a better leader by doing the things that leaders do.